children, it is early morning, July 8th, 2023. I couldn't sleep, and uh, I uh, left my car at the office last night, and your mom and I met up at a friend's house, and I forgot to tell her last night to uh, to go to my office so I could drive my car home, so woke up early because the birds were very loud. And I just decided to walk to the office. It's been a while since I've actually done a kind of like an intro. Uh, the last few weeks I've been recording Proverbs. And I recorded it in such a way that you could just listen to the proverb and then go about your day. One of the things I'm told or you know, they, they tell young Christians, and, or any Christian that hasn't been reading the Bible that much, is just try and read a proverb a day. And it could correspond with the date. So today's the 8th, and you could always go to Proverbs 8 that I, that I recorded. You don't have to listen to me just blab on and on about whatever's going on. In our lives, it could be, in a, in a way, it's timeless. So, so that's why I did it without an intro music or outro music. I wanted you guys just to be able to just all business, listen, and go from there. Ecclesiastes is different. It's a different book than Proverbs. written by the same person, King Solomon. But Ecclesiastes is almost like a heartbreaking plea from Solomon to his children about his life. And depending on your translation, oh, some translations will say meaningless, some will say vapor, some will say vanity. But the translation is, um, I think from the Greek, is, or is it Latin? I think it might be Latin. Well, the translation is pretty much, it's just, things are vapor, like pleasure is vapor, um, money is vapor. It's all going to be completely dissolved. But what stands forever is your relationship with God. And I think I'm going to, like I did with Nehemiah, I'm just going to read the entire thing. Because it's, it's like a heartbreaking love letter between Solomon to his children and grandchildren. And Israel and Judah really wishes that Solomon's children and grandchildren listen because We've gone through the Old Testament so far, especially in Second Kings and the Chronicles. You know that most of the kids did not listen, man, and a lot of them did evil in the sight of the Lord, breaking the covenant, the Davidic covenant that if you always remain in my ways, there will you know always be a king in Israel and forever. So, there's only like 10 or 11 chapters in Ecclesiastes, and I think it's important to read through the whole thing, I think. We'll see. So, a little bit of what's going on. I We have a free morning today, which means we're going to clean. And I'm tempted to go to a used book sale later on this morning. We'll see. We'll take the temperature of your mom 
see how she's doing. But, oh. Other than that, I don't think we're really doing much. The Saint, he is almost nearly transitioned to his permanent home. So, praise God for that. It seems to be working. And, uh, your mom and I's relationship is doing pretty good. We've been in couples therapy for a while. You guys know that. Your mom, being a therapist, thinks everyone should always be in therapy constantly. And for the same reason, I think everyone, despite whether they own a lot of property, should have a trust. So, I guess it's professional bias. Anyways, we have five or six weeks left of summer. The only reason I know that is because the namesake reminds me constantly. We went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium a couple days ago. That was fun. Got some amazing photos of you guys. And you know, I, I, it really, it really made me feel great. Um, one of the things I saw that you guys did was I. The, the king was thirsty, and so I went to the cafeteria or the there's a little restaurant in there, and I got some water. It took me a couple minutes to figure out, you know, it's, the water's free, so I got a big cup of water, and I brought it out. By the time I'd gotten out, you four were standing together doing, like, some slapping game, or, or hand-slapping game, and you were all giggling and laughing with each other and having a great time, and that that made me feel so good. You guys were getting along without me there, and just loving on each other. It it was it was one of the sweetest things I'd seen in a long time, a really long time. I, I want don't want to use the word almond, but I think I I hope it foreshadows your guys' relationship later on in life. You know, hang on a second, I'm gonna order some coffee. One second, children. Good morning. Thank you so much for choosing cheese today. What can we get started for you? Uh, good morning. Can I have two large chai lattes? Two large chai lattes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, regular milk is okay for you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and is there anything additional I can grab for you, like a sandwich or a scone thing? No, thank you. Alright, so 1150 is your total for the drinks. Go ahead and pull it. Alright, thank you. It's been really tough um, getting these recordings out. I have, have been sleeping a little bit better. Insomnia is usually the best thing for for my for this recording. I'm sorry. Psalms took a long time. Psalms took six months, kids. Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, it's the biggest book in the Bible. I I was very intimidated starting Psalm, or Psalms. And I'm intimidated starting Isaiah. Isaiah? 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 No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce it Isaiah. What we're going through is the wisdom literature. And I believe I read. Hey, morning. Good morning. 
Excuse me. Uh, it is tradition to read the entire book of Ecclesiastes during Pentecost. For the Jews. So I tried reading up on it yesterday. Just to, just to be able to say these facts to you guys, you know. Book was written around 9:30 BC. It's wild. It was written that far before Christ. Well, I'm gonna pause it for a little bit so I can enjoy some tea and uh, so I can park somewhere and have a pleasant read. You know, before I do that, let me try and update all of you. They, uh, what you guys have been doing, because it's been months. Um, the entrepreneur, she starts conservatory at the opera, the city opera house, um, Monday. No, that's right. Right, Thank okay. you very much. So she's she's doing that. The namesake and the spy both start soccer next week. I'm the namesake's head coach and the spy's assistant coach. They're both excited. And the king isn't really starting a lot of um, stuff. He, what is he doing? He starts baseball in the fall, so he's going to have some time off to just go on screens, which he's very excited about, and the others are not. The entrepreneur's camp is three weeks at the San Francisco Opera House. It's from nine to three. It's a pretty intense program, but hopefully, we'll, we'll see if, she, if you love it or not. I, I think you will. I don't know if I described the tryout for, because you had to audition. I'm sure you remember the audition. But you went into this audition with a bunch of adults. I was not in the room. <clears throat> that made me a little uncomfortable. <coughs> but they took you in this room. Some guy played sheet music of the song... I think I want you back by the Jackson Five, and you uh, crushed it. So you did it so well that I vividly remember one of the people in there saying under their breath, "Oh my God!" And the one person said, "This is amazing." What's her name? And so when you finally came out of the audition room, the head of the program said, we'll let you know within the week if she can come to the camp. And the next day, we got an email saying, please bring her to the camp. <laughs> so, we'll see. I mean, you know, your entrepreneur is extraordinarily talented with singing. And 
one thing that's been really bothering me lately is your drop dead gorgeous. I don't know if I agree with that. Kind of. I took a photo of you on the stairs the other day. You're wearing your mom's one of your mom's yellow shirt, like a blouse, I guess. And the you're you just looks so beautiful. And one of my friends texted me and said, "Oh my gosh, that was a very striking photo." And it's just another foreshadowing of what's to come. You know, I have a gorgeous daughter. And my boys are pretty good brothers. They, too, are good-looking kids. So glad they take after their mother. So, I'm going to... I said I was going to pause it. I didn't. I'm going to pause it right now. If I think of anything else, I'm sure I'll say it before we start reading what one of the pastors at my church... It's called one of the most important books in the Bible. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. All right, we are parked. And it's, it's a pretty nice day. It's about 6 a.m. right now. I'm overlooking uh, the aircraft carrier. And listening to some seagulls fight to the death. Or do something else. I don't know. I don't know. See. Nope, they're fighting. Wow. Pretty vicious dogfight. <laughs> um, all right. So, without further ado, Ecclesiastes chapter 1. All is vanity. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. And I just let me put a pause. Vanity, meaningless, vapor. Vapor, I think, is what it means. Like it just it's gonna dissolve. It's it's not permanent. So. Because I'm using the ESV version, the translator translates the Greek into a vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to place to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness, a man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there's nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new. It has been already in the ages before us. There's no re remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things yet to be among those who come after. The vanity of wisdom. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom and all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who are over Jerusalem before me, and my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I applied my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this is also that this also is but a striving after wind, for in much wisdom is much vexation, 
And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Chapter 2. The Vanity of Self-Indulgence. I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this was also vanity. I said of laughter, It is mad and of pleasure. What use is it? I searched with my heart how to cheer my body with wine, my heart still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during a few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had possessions of herds and flocks more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, the delight of the sons of man. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatever my eyes desired I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure from my heart, found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it, and behold, all was vanity and a striving after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. The vanity of living wisely. So I turned to consider wisdom and madness and folly, for what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what has already been done. Then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in falling, as there is more gain in light than in darkness. The wise person has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceive that the same events, event happens to all of them. Then I said in my heart, what happens to the fool will also happen to me. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said in my heart, this is also vanity. For of the wise, as of the fools, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How the wise dies, just like the fool. So I hated life, <clears throat> because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a striving after wind. The Vanity of Toil I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I m must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This is also vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This is also vanity and a great evil. What is a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This is also vanity. There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This is also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For the one who pleases him. God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to one who pleases God. This is also his vanity and a striving after the wind. Chapter 3. A Time for Everything For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. 
a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, oh, sorry, a time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. <clears throat> what gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. <clears throat> also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceive that what God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that the people fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be, already has been, and God seeks what has been driven away. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness. In the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them, that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath. And man has no advantage over the beast, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and to the dust shall return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward, and the spirit of the beast goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? Chapter 4 Evil Under the Sun Again, I saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold, the tears of uh, the tears of oppression of the oppressed, and they had no one to comfort them. <clears throat> On the side of their oppressors, there was power, and there was no one to comfort them. And I thought the dead who are already dead more fortunate than the living who are still alive. But better than both is he who has not yet been, has not yet seen the evil deeds that are done under the sun. Then I saw that all toil and all skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. The fool folds his hands and eats his own flesh. Better is a handful of quietness than two handfuls of toil and a striving after the wind. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks. For whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappy business. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for the toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and he has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. And that is scripture we used at me and your mom's wedding. Better was a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who no longer knew how to take advice. For he went from prison to the throne, 
though in his own kingdom he had been born poor. I saw all the living who move about under the sun, along with that youth who was to stand in the king's place. There was no end of all the people, all of whom he led. Yet those who come later will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is a vanity and a striving after the wind. Chapter 5 Fear God Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore let your words be few, for a dream comes with much business and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow uh, than that you should vow and not pay. Let not your mouth lead you into sin, and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is a vanity, but God is the one you must fear. If you see a province, if you see in a province the oppression of the poor and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter, for the high official is watched uh, by a higher and there are yet higher ones over them. But this is gain for a land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them. And what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? Sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is... Let me just... Let's see. And he is father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. And he came from his mother's womb. He shall go again naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his land. This also is a grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go. And what gain is there to him who toils for the wind? Moreover, all his days he eats in darkness, in much vexation, sickness, and anger. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment, and all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him. For this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. <sighs> My father was a laborer. And... Um, just looking at chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Um, doing the, the job that I do now, um, I don't sleep that much, and I make a lot of money. I would heavily suggest you kids consider doing a trade. You will sleep better at night. Your family will still be taken care of. You'll have less stress. Just a thought. Just 
Hang on one second. So, uh, chapter six. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy on mankind. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity. It's a grievous evil. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things, and he also has no burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. For it comes in vanity and goes in darkness, and in darkness its name is covered. Moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything, yet it finds rest rather than he. Even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good, do not all go to the one place? All the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. For what advantage has the wise man over the fool? What does the poor man have who knows how to conduct himself before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the appetite. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. Whatever has come to be has already been named, and it is known that man is, and that he is not able to dispute with one stronger than he. The more words, the more vanity. What is the advantage to man? For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? For who can tell man what will be after him under the sun? Chapter 7. The Contrast of Wisdom and Folly. I feel like this, I don't, there's this mag, kid's magazine called Highlights. And I, whenever I see chapters like this, I just think of Goofus and Gallant, who were like two brothers who, one was kind of, dumb and the other one was very wise so i i don't know i don't know why it just made me think of those two okay sorry chapter seven the contrast of wisdom and folly a good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of birth it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting for this is the end of all mankind and the living will lay it to heart sorrow is better than laughter for by the sadness of the face of the heart is made glad the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart, excuse me, the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise than to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fools. This is also vanity. Surely oppression drives the wise into madness, and a bribe corrupts the heart. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance and an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. <clears throat> Consider the work of God, who can make straight what he has made crooked. In the day of prosperity, be joyful, and in the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness. There is a wicked man who prolongs his, his life and his evil doing. Be not overly righteous, and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Be not overly wicked, neither be a fool. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you should take hold of this, and from that withhold not your hand, for the one who fears God shall come out from both of them. Wisdom gives strength to the wise man more than ten rulers who are in a city. 
Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. Do not take to heart all the things that people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. All this I have tested by wisdom. I, I said, I will be wise, but it, will, it was far from me. That which has been is far off and deep, very deep. Who can find it out? I turn my heart to know and search out and to seek wisdom in the scheme of things and to know the wickedness of folly and the foolishness that is madness. And I find something more bitter than death, the woman whose heart is snares and nets and whose hands are fetters. He who pleases God escapes her, but the sinner is taken by her. Behold, this is what I found, says the preacher, while adding one thing to another to find the scheme of things, which my soul has sought repeatedly, but I have not found. One man among a thousand I found, but a woman among all these I have not found. See, this alone I found that God made man upright, but they have sought out many schemes. Chapter 8. Keep the King's Command. Who is like the wise, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand in an evil cause, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme, and who may say to him, What are you doing? Whoever keeps the command will know no evil thing, and the wise heart will know the proper time and the just way. I really wish John the Baptist read this part. I'm sure he did, by the way. Wish he would have taken it to heart, though. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's troubles lie heavy on him. For he does not know what is to be, for who can tell him how it will be? No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge from war, nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observe while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun, when the man had power over man to his hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. This is also vanity, because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily. The heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, yet I know that it will be well with those who fear God, because they fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, neither will he prolong his days like a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There's a vanity that takes place on earth, that there's, there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said, this is also vanity, and I commend joy, for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil, though through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, how neither day nor night nor uh, do anyone's uh, eyes see sleep. Then I saw all the work of God that made that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. However much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man claims to know, he cannot find it out. Give me a second. Oh, oh. the last chapter was hard to read. Very wordy, very abstract, I think. Just take a second. Just stretching.
on that. Chapter 9. Death Comes to All. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God, whether it is love or hate. Man does not know. Both are before him. It's the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner, and he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also the hearts of the children of the man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live, and after that they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward in the memory of them who is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white, let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your life, all the days of your vain life <laughs> that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom and shield to which you are going. <laughs> Um, again, I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle of the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time. Like fish that are taken in an evil net, and like birds that are caught in a snare, so the children of man are snared at an evil time, when it suddenly falls upon them. I have also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seems great to me. There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. But there was found in, in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that poor man, but I say that wisdom is better than might. Though the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard, the words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Chapter 10. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart inclines him to the right, but a fool's heart to the left. Even when the fool walks on the road, he lacks sense, and he says to everyone that he is a fool. If the anger of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your place, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as it were, an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and a servant will bite him who breaks through a wall. He who quarries stones is hurt by them, and he who splits logs is endangered by them. If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. If the serpent bites before it is charmed, there is no advantage to the charmer. The words of a wise man's mouth win him favor, but the lips of a fool consume him. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. A fool multiplies words, though no man knows what it is to be, and who can tell him what will be after him. The toil of a fool wearies him, 
for he does not know the way to the city. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child, and your princes feast in the morning. Happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of the nobility, and your princes feast at the proper time, for strength, and do not, and not for drunkenness. Through sloth the roof sinks in, and through the indolence the house leaks. Bread is made for laughter, and wine gladdens life, and money answers everything. Even in your thoughts do not curse the king, nor in your bedroom curse the rich, for a bird of the air will carry your voice, or some winged creature tell the matter. Chapter 11 Cast Your Bread Upon the Waters Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. If the clouds are full of rain, the empty, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way, the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a, of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning... Sow your seed, and in the evening withhold not your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many, and all that comes is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and sight, and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Chapter 12, the most important chapter. Uh, all, you know, the first 11 chapters are pretty much Solomon saying, all these things are vanity, and here's what's important. So, Chapter 12, remember your creator in your youth. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut. When the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low, they are afraid also of what is high, and the terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and desire fails because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of flesh. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God. Keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil.
that is Ecclesiastes, a book of great wisdom. Mm. Up until last week, I, I didn't fully understand it until last week our pastor actually taught on it. So it actually was providence that, that I was at church last week to listen to that. Oh. Well, it's about a quarter to seven. I've been reading for about 45 minutes. I'm going to leave you kids here. I love you guys very much. I'm going to go home and just hang out with you all day. And it's going to be a great day just to be with you and your mom. Cherish those days when you have your own kids. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that now. Um, I'm excited to go home and just be with you guys. And tell you, hey, clean this, or oh, now what are you doing? You may think I'm angry, but you know, deep down inside, I have so much joy just being around you guys. Even when I'm mad, I'm not mad. I love you guys very much. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, sorry for this marathon, but I, I think it's important to read the entire book as a whole to see its perspective. Um, have a great day. Give your mom a call if you can. And everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. For the kingdom and the king. For his glory we will save. Balancing the fasting and the fear